From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and a special guest. Spring is officially sprung, so now it's time to get those projects you've been putting off all winter. Time to fix that cracked tile, clean away the grout in the bathroom. Time to repurpose some space for the home office you always wanted. And most importantly, it's time to get that lawn ready for some springtime growth. This is going to be fun. The Gestalt Gardener himself, Felder Rushing, will join us to help with those lawns and uh, get that garden box just the way you want it. As always, share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. And yes, Felder Rushing is here today. Special guest for our uh, gardening spot here. Uh, spring is officially sprung, if you didn't notice. I mean, you could have. It was winter a couple of days ago. That's right. And then it was spring again. Yeah. So. Here we are. So now it's time to get those projects going that you've been putting off all winter. No excuses now. Time to fix that cracked tile, clean away the grout in the bathrooms, time to repurpose some space for the home office, and most importantly, it's time to get outside. Man, I enjoyed it this weekend. Or at least yes. on one day, I mean. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, kind of a weird weekend. So, as always, you can uh, share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How's it going, fellas? Man, it's going great. Is it? It is great. Loving it. Yeah. Dell and I were talking about uh, working outside and how uh, yesterday it got a little... Uh, Hot, got a little hot. warm enough to be glistening. Yeah, let yesterday. me say. Let me say it was hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sweat. I, I, I was in the Mojave Desert day before yesterday, and I got back to Mississippi, and it's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's humid. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday, yeah, I was uh, I, I was glistening portion of the day. So anyway, you, you glisten all the time. I, I do quite a lot. Actually, on the weekends more than I should. I bet. But um, uh, and I tell you that uh, I had a big project this weekend. Across the street neighbor, all right, ready for this? Across the street neighbor was uh, moving out, Mm -hmm. and they put a twin bed on the side of the road, and it was this really (laughs) neat twin bed. And I was like, man, but it was wood. It's not, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't, you know, press board, some junk that you buy at a big box store. It was actually a good wood piece of furniture. So of course, I went over and was like, hey, look, can I drag this home? You know, so yes. So I dragged it home. I took a couple hours to repaint it. Sold it within an hour. Oh, man. Beautiful. Wood, wood is not safe around Jason. It is not. It, <laughs> I, I will cut it, paint two it. projects. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> if there's something around me that's made of wood, I'm going to just... I'm, I'm, I am totally going to do something so oh, yeah. I can... Yeah, I don't know. It gives me something to do on the weekends. I, I think it's great. Stupid so, hobby. Yeah. Instant sale. Dell, what you working on right now, man? Well, we're working on an old house. Uh, man, a lot of wood, a lot of wood. Still uh, got uh, wood in my eyes. And uh, <laughs> I know she. Had a, I know you don't know this, but you got a little paint on your earlobe. <laughs> little white paint on your earlobe. I noticed it when you walked up. I was like contractor. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hard to get the tar from behind your uh, elbows, but right. that's just the way it is when you do it all the time. All right. So uh, we're uh, restoring the house, over in funding, and uh, it's old, so oh, everything man. is Good challenging. You know, to match it and uh, customize it to fit the same. And to fit within those regulations of Fondren, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's a challenge all in its own. Man. Right. Okay, I, got, I got a question. Yeah. To, to a homeowner, that would be a money pit. To a contractor, what is it? <laughs> like a pot of gold? <laughs> cash register. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been over there for years, so uh, <laughs> we understand how they uh, operate. Right. Oh, it's a project filter. Yeah, well, right. yeah right, right. Come on. Right. It keeps on working. Yeah. Jeff, what are you working on? Oh, same thing. Uh, we've... we've um, 
unfortunately, there was a fire in Fondren, mm-hmm. so uh, we're working on that, and um, um, still building a few houses, and, and uh, you know, our bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels. Oh, so wow. Living live the dream. Oh, oh, oh. speaking mm-hmm. of living the dream and bathroom remodels, the wife said the other day, I want a new tub. Oh, great. A jetted tub. Yes. And I'm like, well, see, you say, oh, great, yes. So what, no, no, it doesn't have a window access. However, however, you know, it's got one of those uh, prefab tubs in it, you know, plastic with the plastic walls. Yeah, and all yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so now she's going to want me to yank all that out, put in a new jetted tub, mm-hmm. tile the whole thing, you know, put in a glass door. I, 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 in I'll one go. day now. Uh, right, right, in one day. No. Weekend warrior. Uh, it will be a weekend warrior. And let's see, if I start now, it's March, maybe June-ish. I can be done. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? You know, I know it's going to be several weeks, though. I put a, a, a shower in my in my little cabin, and uh-huh. the surround the walls, I made out of corrugated roofing tin. Oh, oh man. It's nice and bright. Sure. It sounds good, but it's nice and bright in there, It's just, and it was easy and cheap. Oh, yep. that's cool. I don't know if my wife would go for it, but uh, <laughs> but it does sound like a good option. That's the reason it's just me and a dog. That's <laughs> so and, yes, and, and the dog said okay. Right, yeah, the dog was fine. Um, so anyway, yes, we're taking questions this morning. Spring has sprung. There's a lot going on. Uh, I had to get out and do the mowing and edging and weeding and all that other jazz this weekend. Um, but, you know, in knocking down the weeds, and I hear Felder talking about that on his show, about how those first couple of times you just kind of, knocking out the weeds and, the, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, it is at that point. It's, uh, you know, if you've got your, your lawn equipment, you got to get that ready. Something that my wife and I work on every year, and one of the reasons why Felder is here this time, is our little garden uh, that we put in every year. And, and we do this every year, and we have mixed results. Some years we have had bumper crops. And like last year, we had a bunch of brown twigs <laughs> all in the garden. So Me and, too. And those brown twigs just didn't want to do anything. So, uh, but we've got a couple of specific questions about that. We're going to get to the gardening aspect in just a second. But Mr. Java's got me on uh, uh, some of the things that what what one needs to take care of their home. And this is a big thing. We talk about this every year. And this time of year, a lot of folks are moving into their new home. Yes. And and also, a lot of new homeowners are getting into their homes. And, and something that you need, folks, and if you haven't already done this, do yourself a favor. Go out and buy yourself a little all-in-one tool kit. Uh, just a, like a, it's like a starter pack. And you can buy them for under 40 bucks. Uh, and, you know, they'll come with a hammer and pliers and screwdrivers and things like that. But just something to have around the house because, you know, and no, it's it's not so that you can go out and redo your bathroom. But if you need to screw on a light plate or or something of that nature or make a doorknob tighter or, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, you've got at least something outside of a butter knife to deal with. That's right. Yeah, simply change, uh, change your cabinet knobs and pulls. Right, right. You know? So uh, a list of things that... that uh, that they're saying is the, uh, the right things to have around a Phillips screwdriver and a flathead screwdriver. Now, if you go to the, one of the stores, you can actually buy a single screwdriver for around five bucks that does both of these things. Uh, and you don't need your heavy duty Superman kind of tool. You just need something that's going to work. So uh, one of the cheaper screwdrivers and they usually you can pull the bit out, turn it around. It's one. Uh, it's a flathead. And you pull it out, turn it around, and it's a, a Phillips. So that's a that's a good thing to have around the house. And, and they do have cool tools as well. The, um, you know, the little screwdriver that when you push in, it'll screw for you. You know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an electrician screwdriver. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, a tape measure. That's good to have around. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I told you guys about this. Uh, kitchen island that i made out of a dresser a couple right. weeks ago right well uh i sold that and uh um i saw the lady uh didn't really take measurements of it and she put it in her kitchen it's too big oh you know? no so so next um, time put the dimensions on there well i did oh man i knew my dimension she didn't know hers she didn't oh. have a tape measure right. yeah <laughs> she didn't That's have a tape measure to, to come over right. and custom install right right there's the big money all right a level now, a level, if you will get a level, they make a level that's about nine inches long. It's like a little tiny level, but it is one that you can set on top of a picture frame. Mm-hmm. And so when you put the picture up there, you can get it just right, just straight, if you got a level. Uh, um, it's called a torpedo. 
Yeah, torpedo level. level. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a utility knife. Uh, most people call these box cutters is what they look like. Uh, but they're great to have around and, and can be necessary at times. And a lot of, you know what those things are good for? A lot of uh, packaging these days oh, uh, that's are right. made so yes. that it takes something nuclear to open it. Uh-huh. You know? Yes, secure so to plastic. Good to have around. Uh, a hammer, always good to have a hammer. Careful how you use that. Because that tends out, the hammer tends to be the last tool you try, and it's when you're really angry. So, <laughs> so uh, be careful with that one. Uh, a putty knife; those are good to have around to repair holes in walls, that sort of thing. That that's something that you uh, would like to use to, or like to have around to fill a hole. Uh, a nail set. Okay, this is uh, you can buy a little box of these. And it's got all sorts of little nails and picture hangers and that sort of thing. Just kind of knick-knacky. And it's only about six inches by about four inches, you know, and it's got little uh, little breaks in there. And they include the uh, the hanging um, cables and system, too, in some of them. Yeah, some of them include the, the wire for hanging, like, heavy things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, pliers. Everybody needs a pair of pliers around. You never know. Yeah, uh, different kind, too. Adjustable crescent wrench. If you don't know what that is, this is my favorite thing to do every year. Dell, what's an adjustable crescent wrench? <laughs> well, uh, you know, like the monkey wrench. There you go. And <laughs> <laughs> coming. They're called spanners in England. <laughs> uh, spanners, okay. But, well, yeah, the monkey wrench. And what everybody thinks of when they think of the monkey wrench, that, uh, the, that thing that you have in your head, you got to have one of those. It's important <laughs> to have one of those. Um a, uh, I don't, I don't know how important this is. Uh, I use them, but a wire stripper, um, it, it really. If you're a new homeowner and you've never done anything in right, your home, right? Please don't mess around with the electricity. Sure, have have somebody come right. do that for you and help it, you. Out. It would be something that you could migrate into as you uh, as you up the uh, hammer scale. Right, 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 right. Now, uh, one of the things that's so funny to me, and because I'm saying this because our phone answerer for the day. Is Jay White, and he has often said that if he could, he would drag Mr. Allen, whoever Mr. Allen right. is, who made the Allen Ranch, <laughs> outside and beat him to a pulp. Okay. Um, so you need to you need to get a set of Allen wrenches, and they sell these uh, where you can pull them out, kind of like a knife. You know, they're they're yeah. Um, and and that's probably the best way because all other ways you lose your Allen wrenches. And, and so, don't get a half set. Get the complete set. You never yeah. know what size you're going to need. Yeah, by the way, you have no idea if it's going to be metric or standard American. You need both sets. Right. So um, this is my favorite. And I put this on the list. Uh, I x this one on the list. This is my favorite because when you, the first time you buy a power drill is the last time you use a regular screwdriver. It is unbelievable. You, you're like, oh, well, I can do stuff now. You know, get a good one though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. and, and, and cheap power drills work just like that. Cheap, and typically the thing that is so cheap about cheap power drills is the battery. They just yes. don't last. You know, um, you never can get anything done with them. Not even a light cover. Right. One of the things that I bought that I feel like is a a, a good good uh, thing to get is a C clamp. Whenever you mm-hmm. don't have another hand around. This really helps to hold something for you to paint it or to put it together or whatever you need. But this thing, uh, it works like a miniature vice, and, and, and it's really important if you don't have extra bodies around to help you out. Uh, a flashlight, of course. Uh, a ladder and step stool. Look, a oh, ladder, yes. a ladder is the difference between you painting a little room and it being no big deal and an absolute wreck of your arms and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, and the step stool. The kitchen chair is not a step stool. No, that's a good no, way to die. It's it, really. paint bucket. It's good for getting up the paint bucket. It'll, it'll let do you do down it. real quick. <laughs> yes, right. it will. And, well, and Dell said the same thing. You get one of those, everybody's like, oh, look, a five-gallon paint bucket. I'll oh, get on that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Not designed right. for it. No, right. good way to break an ankle. Sure. Uh, a broom and dustpan, of course. And, of course, because Java made this list, music or talk radio. I appreciate that, Java. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just, when you get when you get all these tools and then you want to do your first project, you got to have some music or something good, like Fix It 101 and listen I was to about it. to say, Java, come on, this is our opportunity, <laughs> man. If you're going to go fix something, we have a podcast of Fix It 101 that you can grab and do that. There you go. All right. There right we're in iTunes. Right. All right, you know, we're going to take a quick break real quick. We'll uh, continue our discussion after the break. 
like, listeners, what are the little fixes around your home that you want to get done? I'm going to come to Roger in just a second, and Florence is going to tell us uh, about the island that I made and how to how to fit that into bigger rooms, I guess, or smaller rooms. Uh, so we'll be right back with that. You can give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. standing member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go straight to Roger and Florence. You wanted to speak about that uh, kitchen island that I built, correct? Roger, are you still with us? I'm still with you. I got a suggestion. I needed a. Uh, somebody mentioned that they built a uh, kitchen, a small, what, what, what do you call it anyway? It yeah, an island. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It was oversized. I, I needed one for our RV, and and so I wasn't skillful enough, I didn't think, to build one that would look good. Uh-huh. But I got a cardboard box, big one, you know, can you get. I don't have a 55 inch TV, but a lot of people do. Get the right. cardboard. Build one. Just cut out your pieces, stick them together with tape or whatever you got. Don't make it pretty, but make it the right size and draw on the front of this box, simple box, a picture of the drawers that you want. And this one, I had a bottom door on the bottom. About two-thirds of it was a door so I could stick a wastebasket inside it. And also I said, I'll put a heavy weight in the bottom of it so it won't tip over. It was a small one. And put them casters on the bottom so it can roll around, but you can lock the casters with one motion of your foot so right. it stays still. And they put a slab of, uh, he came up with it, man-made uh, stuff, but I want a piece of cheap marble on the top. Right. Make your own design, make it out of cardboard, and let some expert build it for you, and uh, it'll be just what you wanted, and it'll be worth the money you pay for it. Wow. That's a good idea, Roger. Yeah, he, much better than me making it. He made a 3D model. Right. I mean, that's that's fantastic yeah. because it will, and it's probably best to do that. If you're going to build it, especially custom for your kitchen, sure, that's not a that's not a bad idea at all. And get it the exact size that you want it. Yeah, because it, it really, it, also you want to place it in the kitchen to see, uh, you know, how it's going to fit, which way you want to turn it, what's the backside, you know, is there a backside? Um so anyway, that's cool. Appreciate that, Roger. All right, today we have a special guest. We've got uh, the Gestalt Gardener himself, Felder rushing in with us. One of the things we're going to talk about, because it's spring, is a lot of people are getting their uh, uh, flower beds and vegetable gardens and everything ready for planting. Um, and, and it's and it's fun every year to listen to people call in somewhere in mid-February and ask Felder if they can go ahead and plant. And he's like, hey, you want to waste your money, it. go for it, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but we really are on top of it now. This is about the time. So uh, one of the things I wanted to ask, because I've heard these questions on your show mm-hmm. on occasion, but I wanted to ask them again. Uh, when, let's say, if my wife and I are building a, a raised vegetable garden, Mm-hmm. Or flowers, or, herbs. or flowers, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we're using uh, yard timbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, first of all, are yard timbers okay? They're okay, but I wouldn't use them because you have to stack them up and drill them together. Why not just get some two by six or two by eight or two by ten boards to begin with? Huh. 
Okay. They're a lot easier to deal with. They right. look better, and you can paint them, put a little facer board on top of it, look like a professional did it. Ah. But the, the landscape timbers, they, you know, they look, you're too young to remember Lincoln Logs. I am not but too young. They look to like remember. Lincoln Logs. I know, they do it, look it, and, just like Lincoln yeah, Logs. Yeah, and they're, they're hard to work with for raised beds. So just use two by. Six, two by eight, something like that. Okay. So can you use, uh, or should you use pressure-treated wood? There's, you know, there's been a lot of concern about that, and uh-huh. I, get, I get emails from people who are anti-everything, but the, the pressure-treated wood we have today is nothing like the good old, bad old stuff that we had back in the 70s and right. 80s. Okay. As a matter of fact, it's almost not any good anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but, the, but the materials they use to preserve it, they're not leached into the soil, and they're uh-huh. not absorbed by plants, and they're not translocated to the parts you eat. And so use it. It lasts a long time. And uh, if you're worried about it, paint the inside or line it with plastic or something like right. that. But it's, there's there's no miserable problem there. There there just simply isn't there. Okay, so some you people want to argue, but I ain't going to argue about it. Doesn't right. matter to me. So you can go and you can just buy some pressure treated wood and put this thing together yourself. That's what I do. And That's you know, if you've never done this before, let me give you a, a tip on this. If you've never done this, if you've never put two boards together in a 90-degree angle. Mm-hmm. They make a thing for that so that you don't have to make this work. Now, a lot of folks will put one board over the edge of another board and then screw it. It's, it, But it can be difficult. It can split the wood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things. But they make a bracket that you can use that makes a perfect 90-degree angle or whatever angle you're yep. looking for. And and it'll hold that wood together, and you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to be a carpenter to yeah, put one of these and, things and together. And they're cheap. Yes, yes. And, by the way, on your list of tools, one of the things you had was a T-square or something like that. Uh-huh. Cere- I didn't say that cere- one. I know, cereal box. Cereal box. Oh, man, that's a good <laughs> and point. And you also mentioned the... Uh, Oh, the the level. I don't yeah. know if you got an iPhone. I don't know if you, if you go to the uh, to to the. Well, you can get a leveling the, app. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's already on there. Right. You know, and I use my iPhone. I had done that a couple of times, and then I got really worried about my phone dropping off of whatever application. <laughs> yeah. just, you know, because if you're hanging like I ha- uh, hang a uh, a towel yeah. bar, and uh, with the uh, torpedo level, it's got a magnet on it, yeah. so it holds on to the bar, so you can do it, but. You know, but I, if, I, if if you're leveling window frames, oh, your iPhone will do it. Right, right. Okay, there you go. What do you guys think, Jeff? Um, you know, there's a there's a great alternative to that level, and it's a laser. It, it's going it's going to run you a few more bucks, but man, it's so easy. Really, so yeah. easy. Especially if you got laser a long distance. That, it, that's it's right. More than a few inches. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're if you're putting up, let's let's just say, in in Jeff's garage, I have every uh, scarecrow poster uh-huh and there's 15 or 16 of them right uh and i want them all in a line uh-huh set the laser up i've got a red line that goes all the way across yep. shows me exactly where to put my my screws to hang them that angers me by how easy that is i think oh, you yeah. get lasers in like happy meals now oh right? yeah it's cheap. I, I know you, <laughs> cheap. you get you, yeah. you know happy you get sure phones in them now that's right, right. That's, 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 that's basically the only way we put in drop ceilings we, well, we laser and on the floor yeah, with that's the true yeah oh man drop ceilings that's a good point that's a good point uh all right if you want to get a call in it's 877 mpb ring because we could just sit here and do this all day 877 mpb ring you can also send us an email fix it 101 at mpb online.org uh, what were you going to say, Dale? I was going to say for those uh, beginners um, with your screwdrivers and uh, Chaucer bits, uh-huh. always seek a magnet tip or something like that. It, it helps, you know, to try to hold things. Oh, that's a good point. Insert um, for the screws and things. Now, Jay came in a little bit earlier. He had a caller that said, hey, I've got these weird screws on my deck, and I can't seem to get them out, and they're, it's not a flat head. It's not a Phillips head. It's not an Allen screw. What is this thing? It kind of looks like a star. Mm-hmm. And that's called a Torx. And it's literally spelled T-O-R-X. Torx. Six. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of people use this. And a lot of people are using it now for decks, yep. for outside applications, and for water applications, like re- uh, bathrooms when you're putting in backer board, things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of those screws are also... Uh, uh, Torx screws. You can buy those just like you can Allen wrenches. 
Uh, and if you'll notice, a lot of new cars use those to put the tags on. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that was to keep people from stealing tags. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned about the, about the decks. Uh, the, a contractor built a deck for me and used a nail gun, which is great. It's quick and it's inexpensive. Right, yeah. But I went back with some deck screws. Yes. Right. They hold yep. it down. And uh, here's the real stupid thing. You know what bark side up means? You guys yeah, know about bark side up? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a really stupid thing. But it, how you lay your oh, your, your yeah. oh, bores right. on your deck, they will cup and make uh-huh. splinters, or they won't. By, That's right. By, right. By, always, by. always put it bark side out. Right. Yeah, and and what I tell people, you look at the end of the board and where the the rings are in the wood. Right. Make it look like a rainbow, not a frowny face. There you go. Uh, there you go. Okay, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's go to Jesse in Madison, and he is choosing from uh, three types of wood. Are you with us, Jesse? Yes, I am. So, what are you what are you looking at? Well, I'm thinking about building a coffee table for my living room, and I'm flip flopping between either uh, pine, oak, or the cedar that we have here in Mississippi. Uh-huh. Which is probably going to get me, you know, the best results as far as how long it's going to last, what's going to hold up best to uh, polyurethane cover and wood stain. Well, what are you are, what are you looking to do with this table? Uh, it's just going to be an everyday coffee table. Okay, is it is it going to pass down to generations? Uh, yes, probably so. Okay, because uh, is this thing inside or outside? Uh, it's going to be inside. Inside, okay. okay. Well, any of the woods inside uh, are going to last a while, but the pine is going to be a lot softer, obviously, than the oak. Uh, the cedar looks amazing. Cedar looks good. I would look at black walnut. Uh, combined with a maple, uh, it gives it a. You've got your dark and you've got your light. Right. Uh, great look. Um, but you know, black walnut. You know, uh, it's beautiful, beautiful wood. Yeah, and there's one other one I've been considering, but I don't know if it's possible to get in Mississippi, and that's purple heart. It is. Yeah, you can get any specialty wood here. Yeah, uh, yeah. It depends so, on your wallet. That's right. The wood. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, and, and lastly, what would be a good, uh, are there any uh, wood stores in uh, the area that you might recommend for some of the specialty woods? They're in Madison. Uh, as, uh, well, uh, contractors mill work? Yeah, right. yeah, no, he's not really going to have any specialty woods. I, right. I, I would start with Miller. Uh, and then there's a, and I cannot recall the name of this, but uh, it's, it's out on it's out on uh, 20, um, right outside of Clinton. And um, the wood store, right hand mm-hmm. side of the road. I cannot. It's it's over by the old Packard plant. Yeah. If that tells you anything, but oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a specialty woods place over there that uh, I bought a lot of wood from. So drive to Clinton and look right. Yeah, and there's one uh, other place over there that filing them. Oh, who filing? I know they fallen. Yeah. Well, fallen has been sold to a guy to, to a guy in Canton, which now that would also be a, a good avenue. Okay. Um, okay. And that's F O, not F A. Fall, falling, mm-hmm. falling. Okay. Right. All right, thanks, Jesse. You're welcome. Let's uh, move along to Tupelo. We got Mark on the line. Mark, are you with us? Yeah, Mark. Yo. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. You? Good. What's going on? Good. All right, I've got. Uh, I'm going to extend my part of my porch out of building back. I've got a bargain on some very expensive cedar, western cedar posts. They're nice. Ten by ten by 10 foot long and I don't know whether to uh, anytime I've ever put posts in the ground I put them in concrete Christopher deck or whatever but I don't know whether to put these in the ground or mount them above ground if they're above ground I kind of need to know how to do that well is it yeah, are, is it going on a concrete slab no no okay so it's the it's the decking portion you're talking about here so it's going to be in the ground correct yes if, it, if if it's okay to do it, I don't know if I need to. Do I need to waterproof what's in the ground, or you know, put flashing it, kind of, or mount them above? If 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 I have my, if it's perfect world, I want them out of the ground. Um, go the, why, why is that, Jeff? Go, well, they're gonna rot. It, it, it's, you put anything yeah, in dirt, it's gonna right. rot. It's going to last longer. I don't care what you use. It's going to last longer if you'll keep it out of the ground. Um, I would go to the big box store and I would get me a cylinder, um, a, 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 a concrete cylinder, mm-hmm. dig my hole, put that in there, run that concrete cylinder out of the ground, I don't know, 
four inches, five inches, whatever, just get it out of the ground, uh, put a plinth block on top of that concrete cylinder, and then set my post on top of the plinth block. That way you get you get air circulation under it, and it stays dry. Wow. There you go. Now, I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen concrete look like foots of concrete things yeah, you can that, do that. That, that have the hole just right for putting stuff on it. Yeah, those are basically designed for a 4x4 four four and a 6x6. Six six. Right. I said he had a 10x10. 10 10. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm not sure you're going to find that. No, no. Um, Man, no. Ten by ten, that thing's not that's, coming that's down. Ma- no, it's massive. That's that's yeah. a that's a that's a great post, right? Mm. Yeah, they're 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 huge. Yeah, <laughs> but they're they're beautiful too. I absolutely oh, I can imagine. No, I wish I had. I wish I had about four of them. Right. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to hide them yeah. under a deck too. I'd right. Like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 would, I would try to des- I try to design the deck so that they're sure. exposed. Yeah. Ah, that's good. That's a good point. Almost like a Felder. canopy system. Um, That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Yeah, use your old pressure treated under there and get those pretty ones out up top. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. We appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. We're going to continue our discussion after the break. Listeners, what are the little fixes around your home that you want to get done? Uh, or if you got a question uh, about raised beds or something of that nature for Felder, call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Uh, or you can send an email Fix It 101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Guest today is Mr. Felder Rushing, the Gestalt Gardener himself. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. i got a question for you, Felder. Yeah, man. And we talked about pressure-treated wood and that you said that there is no issue with pressure-treated wood. The, the old stuff we had problems with, and there's still mm-hmm. a disposable a disposal issue. Uh-huh. But using the garden, it is 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 almost immeasurable what leaches out of the wood, uh-huh. and it's not absorbed into plants and translocated in the parts you eat. Okay, it's just not it's not it's not an issue. All right, cool. That's good to know. There's yeah. one more substance that we work with a lot um, that I wanted to ask you about that ends up a lot of times near gardens, which is galvanized steel. Uh, meaning fences and yeah. and and also people use uh, galvanized uh, pipes for stakes. You I know. have. You, you may not know this. In my front garden, my herb garden, where uh-huh. I grow all of my culinary herbs in the rosemary, uh-huh. the oregano, everything, is a six foot diameter uh, car- galvanized horse warden trough. Oh, okay. It's, it, it, you know these these materials. If you eat them. Uh-huh. They're gonna, you know, the metal filings is going to cause problems, but they're not leached into the soil. Right. They're not absorbed through roots and move within plants. It's right. just, it's not an issue. Okay, so galvanized steel is not an issue either. I, you know, I, I, I use it, you know, for my for my containers. Okay. I grow my, 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 the stuff I eat, I grow in it. And I'm as con- concerned about my health as anybody. Right. Well, that's good to know because those two materials, I get more questions on about whether they're safe, you know. There's a lot of people who pick up on, t- on on research that is what I call cherry picked mm-hmm. or blown out of proportion. You know, right. they, they find out you implant dimes under the skin of rats; they'll develop tumors. Some money causes cancer. Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to belittle because there's some real right. concerns out there. Right. But these are not real life measurable concerns, and people right. are concerned about it. You know, there are alternatives, but mm-hmm. it, it's, I can't I cannot find serious research that shows that they're 
problems to my health right. or, or the environment in my garden. The one thing I will say, some research I uh, read about galvanized steel, and this is, I guess, good for a DIYer, is that uh, I, I, one time I was putting up some, as a matter of fact, this, this weekend I took down about 40 feet of chain link fence, and my daughter wanted to help, mm. but you're not supposed to have kids around galvanized steel. And and I'm not exactly sure why that is, but I read up on it, and apparently that can, uh, with little kids and pregnant women. Something really? about galvanized steel. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always heard you definitely don't want to weld it or cut it, you know, right. with a cutting torch. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, We're hmm. talking about dosage yeah. and exposure. Well, I pretty much beat it with a baseball bat this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because taking out fencing... Meaning digging up under that uh, cement thing that they put in. Yeah. The ring. Oh, my gosh. But anyway. All right. Here we go. Let's go to the phones. Ladder safety with Dave's in Mobile. What's going on, Dave? You with us? Yo, Dave. Yes. Hey. Yes. <laughs> so what's going on? You want to talk about ladder safety? Yes. I worked industrial claims for more years than I care to mention. Uh-huh. Were you with OSHA or something like that? Well, an industrial insurance company. Oh, okay. I got you. All right. And I saw more than you would think uh, injuries involving ladders. Yeah. And uh, I'm not talking about, you know, falling 20 feet. Uh-huh. Second and third step. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah really. Sure. And ladders. Man. And the most common cause was using inexpensive either step ladders or uh, you know, extension-type ladders. Right. But uh, positioning typically a step ladder correctly. Uh-huh. So you get up on a step ladder working on the ceiling. You're working overhead. Right. And you're reaching back behind you, and you go just a little too far. Right. And lose your balance. And yeah. I've had broken broken legs. Oh, uh, I had goodness. one man who fell off the third step of a stepladder, hit his head on a counter behind him, and broke his neck. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, one of the things, and it's funny because if you ever buy a ladder... Count the labels on the ladder. There's a reason for that. Sure. And some lawyer just totally went wild on that thing. But well, you, you know, OSHA regs is if your feet are six feet above the the floor, uh-huh. you're supposed to be harnessed. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. There, there's a reason for that. Oh yeah. Well, and and also he said Dave said something very important. He said reach behind. Yeah. You know what? Get down, move the ladder, and put it in front of you. Yeah. Don't reach behind. Yeah. Work safe. Yeah, I've learned that lesson myself. and it's uh, Yeah, it's a lot less time doing that than uh, going to the hospital. Yeah, it is. So. Or in some cases, you might need the little portable scaffold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, a little portable scaffold. Those are cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can buy them so that they're just, uh, you know, the height for an eight-foot room. Yes, you know? and, and roll them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. All yeah, right. Just put, a, like, a, a board between two five-gallon buckets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch those five-gallon buckets. He'll be getting some old claims. Right. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Josh is on the line in Mobile. He's replacing roofing shingles right up your alley there, Dale. What's going on, Josh? Uh, so I got a question about roofing. Yep. Uh, my house was built in the late 40s. Uh, my roof was replaced in, like, 1996. So uh, I think roof life is around 20 years. But I seem to have developed maybe a few leaks. And I guess my real question is um, I was told that you could contact a roofer and they would handle the insurance portion of the roof replacement. Um is that something you guys could comment on or um, maybe give me some information on? Before I let the insurance pro answer this one, I'm going to say I do hope I understand your question right as to say that the roofer can help you with your insurance claim. Not that. Correct. Uh, okay, good. All right. Here's one thing that we do hear a lot of, uh, and a lot of roofers do this. Hey, don't worry about your deductible. I'll take care of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't do that, uh, Jeff. As our as our insurance pro, yeah, um, uh, it's Josh. Yeah, Josh. Um, yep. The prior to filing a claim, 
make sure that you actually have a claim. Okay? Now, what, what I mean by that is call a trusted contractor. Let them come out and inspect that roof. You want 10 hail hits in 100 square feet. Um, then you you have a claim. At that point, go ahead, you file it on your insurance company. As soon as the adjuster contacts you and says, I'm coming out to look at your roof, call your contractor, have them meet. But uh, please make sure you have a claim prior to filing a claim because if you don't have a claim, it's cost you. you still have a claim. Right. <laughs> okay? You should have a branch poke a hole in the roof, and it's not Perfect. a roof. It's a <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, it's decking. It's, Only it's, an it's, insurance uh, guy it's, gets, uh, yeah. insurance guy gets uh, all excited. Yeah, yeah. check, call, call, call a trusted contractor and, and uh, find some hail on that house. All right. Hail, wind, and, and, uh, and tree limb damage. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks, Josh. We appreciate it. I, I love it because, you know, as a as a lawn consultant, if I see a, a really good disease in a lawn, I say, wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That is great. And the homeowner thinking, what? Well, you know, there's, there, there's so many. excited about good yeah, stuff. There, <laughs> there's so many homeowners that just want to go file a claim and let yeah. the adjuster come look at it. Yeah. Well, in the insurance world, they will come look at it once you file that claim. And if they deny it. You still have a claim on your record. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. All right, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Felder, yes. everyone everyone wants to believe that they can do gardening because it looks really easy on HGTV. But I wanted to ask, is there a situation where it's probably best to call a landscape person? Uh, most of the time. Really? You know, <laughs> if, 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 if you're okay. just getting strong, in, in all seriousness, I've, I've dug a lot of holes. Uh-huh. I planted a lot of stuff over the decades, uh-huh. and the first time you dig a flower bed or a vegetable, the very first uh-huh. time you did it, it is it, it will kill you. Yeah. It will kill. You. But if you don't do it right the first time, you will do it poorly over and over and over. So I would say, you know, get oh, wow. get somebody professional come out and do a good job of preparing beds or working mm-hmm. things up. Um, and when it comes to design, you know, it's just like any kind of professional. You're going to get, mm-hmm. when it comes to opinions, mm-hmm. you know, you're paying people for their opinion. You may not like their opinion. So if you get somebody to come out and make suggestions, mm-hmm. make sure you're not paying them according to how much they recommend. Right. You know, <laughs> it's real easy to draw circles on a piece of paper and each one of those represents an expensive shrub and a hole right mm. and uh you know and also learn you know find somebody that you can say i don't really like that can you make another suggestion and and they Make gotta sure be that, cool with that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, a lot of you know very very opinionated, and you know I'm yeah. a minimalist when it comes to landscapes. You know we don't have to have a bunch of of what I call parsley around that pig. You know, right. which is what a lot of shrubs are. It's like right. parsley around a a, a, a cooked <laughs> pig. You don't right. need all that all that stuff. Right. But digging a good hole is not easy to do. Okay. Hey, yeah, I know. I, I can attest to that because. Uh, I heard you say something last week that I just, I thought, I went home and told my wife. Mm-hmm. I heard this Felder say this on the show. He said, and I quote, I cannot grow a tomato. And I, I, I felt vindicated right. with the world. Right. I was hey, like, yes. You know, my favorite tool for tomatoes, I'm not going to get red tomatoes, but I grow a lot of green tomatoes, and I get a Sharpie pen and grow smiley, put, put smiley faces on them. Right. Because that may be all I'm going to get out of that tomato plant. <laughs> By, by the way, i got to throw this out. There's a tool that gardeners don't know about. Uh-huh. Here's what it sounds like. Oh, that's it. It's cool. It's a flat-bladed file. What are you doing with that? You know, have you ever shaved and about halfway through you realize this blade is just rubbish? Yeah, and, you yeah, get, yeah. and you get a new shaver and you almost kill yourself? Yes. It's, so it's the same thing. If you're digging a hole, if you're digging a shrub, you got tree roots, uh-huh. you got to crunch through. Or if you're mowing the grass, you know, and it's uh-huh. just wearing you and the mower out, if you'll sharpen a blade, take a few minutes, sharpen a hoe, sharpen a shovel, sharpen a lawnmower blade, it makes the job easier. During the break, yeah, during the break, I was talking about this, how this past weekend I was mowing, and I had to stop and sharpen my blade, uh, and and all of a sudden, butter, just going right through it, no problem. It's like if if you buy a a brand new, let's say you buy a brand new shovel, Uh take it to the local hardware store, give them a couple of bucks, they'll sharpen it for you, Uh and it makes all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. You know, it's got to make your lawnmower last longer. 
yeah. with a sharp blade. Well, yeah, it's not, it's ta- it's it, not taxing the engine sure. so much. Well, not, not only that, but if you use the same blade over and over, it'll cut it, but it really doesn't cut it. It beats it. Yeah. You end up with this, the, yeah. the tips of each blade has a little bit of brown, and the whole yard looks dull. Well, you sharpen the blade, and the neighbor's going to want to know what did you put on your yard to make Good it look point. so crisp and green. Wow. Now, now Felder, wow. I, I, I've, I've got a question I'm just dying to ask you. So hopefully we can get off of this fix-it stuff yeah, for, for just it. a second. Just a second. Go ahead. Um, uh, I've always heard if you're going to plant fruit trees mm-hmm. that you need two. Is that is that true, or can it, I just it, plant one? Well, it depends. Figs will make figs by themselves. Uh, some pears will, but a lot of, like, apples and pears, apples plums is what I'm and talking peaches, about. they need two different varieties to pollinate each other. Okay, so no. so if if I like Fuji apples... Then you need to get something, uh, another variety that blooms at the same time as the Fuji. That's right. Got you. Two different, you know, two pollens from, you know, and having two of the same one doesn't count because it's, you know, they they cross pollinating. They make better fruit. Wow, that explains here. If my wife is listening, she she planted an apple tree, which Uh I'm like, hey, these grow in Washington, yeah, and this is Mississippi, right? Yeah, but uh, we we have varieties that grow here, right? Right, but uh, yeah, it it it's still alive. It looks great. It just won't make anything anymore. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Mm, these cross pollination. Okay, all right, all right. Let's great. remember that. Okay. When I get home. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, Graham and Starkville. What's going on, Graham? You with us, Graham? Yeah. Hey, I'm here. what's going on in Starkville? Uh, I have a, a special problem, but I was just going to comment that uh, Felder's m- mentioning how tough it is to dig. I'm a child of the uh, of the Great Depression, and I remember my my father digging the whole garden and the whole fl- flower bed by hand with a shovel the hard way. And I never that is the hard way, but it's the it's the right way. It wasn't at that time. But look, I've got a problem that I just wanted to tell folks about in case they ever noticed it. And uh, so I don't forget, let me say that, that it stems from from uh, lack of use of a product called Endcut. I only learned of it yesterday. Uh, that is a copper, uh, a copper uh, compound that you cut, that you paint the any end cut of a, of a treated lumber to prevent rust yes. from getting in right. to the center of the lumber in case it wasn't treated all the way through. Right. And I've got a, a, a back porch with 12 steps coming up that was made out of, uh, out of two, uh, two by 12s that had the, the notches cut into each two by 12 to, to form the steps right. and the risers. And the exposed center of one of these, of these two by 12s was not penetrated with the, with the, uh, treated uh, compound and it rotted out in the center oh, and so I had the choice when I discovered this of either ripping the whole system out to, to repair three steps that were right under the, the drip line of the uh, roof mm-hmm. or trying to patch it and what I've done is I've dug out all of the rot dug out all of the rot in the middle and I'm getting some uh, some heart cypress or cedar uh, to put just pegs in there, and they're going to cement them in with uh, Gorilla Glue, right. which apparently expands uh, four times, and I hope will fill all the voids that I can't get to with putting in the lumber, putting in the little pegs to fill the, the void right. so that I can put new screws or new nails in uh, in order to repair it. And it was my question a half an hour ago about the torques. Thanks for answering that question. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, I the steps with these screws that I couldn't get out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's what I found, that this uh, deep rotted section, but it's only a couple of places about the size of a man's hand, less about right. the area and about half an inch or less thick. Well, and using that cedar all. should that using that cedar should be a good idea because it does great uh, in the weather. Uh, it looks great. And even when it weathers, it's still a really cool look you know, uh, cedar. So it'll stay there for a long time. It was made to be in water, which is perfect for Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Might right. want to try uh, rain divert over that area, too, to kind of divert some of that water from falling. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember, if you if you look around, if anybody remembers, you know, they used a, a tar-type solution to keep water out of wood for, right. know, a thousand years. <laughs> you, can, I mean, you, you can actually buy that compound he's talking about at Miller Lumber, uh, on Old Highway 49 in Richland, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Land of riches. Yeah. All right. Like my yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Let's go to uh, Mikey and Mobile is uh, fixing uh, buckling in a deck. Are you with us, Mikey? Oh, yes, sir. I am. Um, I'll be fast because it looks like the time is short. Um, th- just uh, three ideas that have really, really helped me a lot uh, for the new homeowners particularly. Um, one is um, heavy-duty kitchen shears. I mean the heavy-duty kind. You can usually find them for a buck at the dollar stores mm-hmm. because you can use them for just about anything. If right. they'll chop up bones and stuff in the kitchen, <laughs> they'll cut through small nails and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And all those kinds of things. The other thing is um, the in the office supply areas. Again, you, I find these for a dollar. Mm-hmm. The stud finder magnets, the office office clips with the with the, the magnets on them, the heavy duty magnets like uh-huh. you see on all telephones. Uh-huh. They work great as stud finders. Right. You can find you can set, set them over the nail heads, and also if you tie the because they have the the clip thing with the hole in it, if you tie it on a string, you can drop it behind somewhere where you like drop the if you've got a piece a heavy piece of furniture and you drop the screw or a nail, yeah, you can just drop that down there and it'll pick that sucker up, right? That's a great idea. And um, in the gardening stuff, Felder, you know I call and aggravate you all the time, too. I found that my favorite, one of my favorite tools that uses multi-purpose everything, especially since I deal with a lot of pine straw, is the pitchfork, an old one. This one came from my grandparents, even. Well, it's not like you need a, a there's, there's no new technology to a pitchfork, so it, the old one's just as fine as a new one. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think this probably this this Friday I'm going to take a tip from, from y'all's program and come uh-huh. up with a list of what I think are must-have tools for a gardener. It, it, it's, yeah. no, it's nowhere near as long as y'all's because no, I, no. I use my teeth to strip wires. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mikey. We appreciate it. Call me. Call, let's, let's talk about this more Friday. Right. Well, if you have any questions about how to build that uh, above-ground garden or containers or anything of that nature, uh, you can also you can send an email to us at fixit101 at mpbonline.org, or you can send an email to Felder. What is it, Garden? Yep. at mpbonline.org, and you can ask those questions. Uh, but I guess, you know, it is that time of year. We're all getting out and doing this kind of stuff, so it's going to be fun. All right, that's it. We made it through another hour. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It's funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Call screener is Jay White. For Delmore, Jeff Sammons, and the Gestalt Gardener, Felder Rushing, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Sharita Brent, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.